Welcome back to Moving Right Along, a Muppet Movie Podcast brought to you by ToughPigs.com. This is the podcast where we watch The Great Muppet Caper two minutes at a time and talk about it a lot. I'm your host, Ryan Rowe. I'm your other host, Anthony Strand. And we are very, very happy to welcome back a return guest, a terrific guest from last week. Who are you, terrific return guest? Okay, so here's the thing that I was saying last time, that what I want to... I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, this is a joke. Uh, I'm Danny Horn, uh, and I'm <laughs> so happy to be here. We were, uh, we were just discussing how like little excited puppies we are to talk about this movie. I'm so thrilled to be back with you guys again. We are thrilled uh, to have you, and yes, we all love this movie. Today we are looking at minutes five and six of The Great Muppet Caper, in which the song Hey A Movie concludes, and Mr. Tarkanian is mad. So we pick up uh, these minutes with chaos in the street in the aftermath of the chicken cart getting hit by a car and Sweetums falling in a sewer, and Fozzie has to put a stop to it. He yells, hold it, and then tells Kermit to go ahead. This is where Kermit... This is minute five of the movie now. Kermit explains the premise of the movie that we are about to see. <laughs> In this film, well, he and Fozzie play cracking investigative reporters for the Daily Chronicle and Gonzo, he's the photographer. And that's a thing you do well, at, at the he, beginning of a movie is the character, a character announces to you what the movie is about. That's well, how all movies work. But not only what it's about, he follows it up with, with a judgment of its quality. It's yes. going to be terrific. Yes, that's true. Like, he tells you also how to feel about the this movie, which he's right. Don't get me wrong. It is terrific. Yeah. But, yeah. um, well, and like I, I mentioned before we started recording, uh, like we, we, we would find out in the next scene. We would find out in this scene that Gonzo is a photographer. And then we would find <laughs> because out because we would see him with a camera. We would see him with a camera, and then we would find out that the other two are reporters when their newspaper editor yells at them. Yes, right. So I, the, it's best, not like we we need it. It's just it's just fun. My best guess is that they felt like they had to do this so we would understand that this isn't exactly the same Kermit and Fozzie and Gonzo we see on the Muppet Show every week. They're not these actors doing a variety show. They're playing these versions of themselves who are actors who are playing these characters in this movie. Right, right, right. And then that they're identical twins and that. Yeah. All of that. Yeah. Um, but I, I was trying to think, I, I can't think of any other movies. There probably are some, but any other movies where the character just looks at you and says, here's oh. what this movie's about. Ferris Bueller's no, day it's off. An, it's an insane thing to do. Yeah. Ferris Bueller, I guess. Yeah. But, um, but no, I guess right. Deadpool. But, like, but but even he is not like hi I'm Matthew Broderick right <laughs> and now and now I'm going to introduce you to in this movie I play Ferris Bueller Bueller who's the kid yeah, yeah. Right, I just right. I, I really like so so this was actually um so the cliffhanger from last week's episode was kind of I I said like this is what this is setting up is is this question of like is this a real street or not um, they've landed in this like crazy. Super obviously, this is a movie set and not a street. And and so, like, that moment when Fozzie yells, hold it, and everybody stops. Right. Yeah. Fozzie can control reality. Yeah, he's, like, <laughs> he's in charge of this street, and then everything stops in the movie. Like, and then, and then Kermit gets to explain. And then when he does, like, when Kermit does that, he says, you know, I'm, we're playing reporters, and he's our photographer. 
and this is going to be terrific. And just as Kermit says, this is going to be terrific, then a taxi comes by and like they have to grab, ah, they have to like jump out of the way. So like all of a sudden it turns into a dangerous street again. And that's kind of this thing that happens like over the next two minutes is this question of like, is this a movie set where the Muppets can just walk around or is this, or are we actually in danger right now because we're doing a musical number in the middle of a busy city? Huh. Do you think maybe they just got distracted and they, they uh, weren't concentrating and they lost <laughs> their, their control. They lost their grip on reality. And that's, They're... that's when the, the cab went out of control. Yes. Well, I believe that is the case. Good. But like, like Danny mentioned last week, it seems like the chaos is because of their presence. Yes. Like, they are generating. That's true. Right. Too. Like, like, like momentarily here, a, a human being is going to drop <laughs> unlit dynamite down a manhole <laughs> right. and it's going to cause sweetums to fly back up out of the manhole. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's... The, the Muppets, the Muppets show up and all of a sudden like vegetables start to sing and just the world goes wrong. Right. Yeah. yeah. Is basically how that works. It's well, the... here's something I want to, say about when they almost get hit by the cab Kermit's next line which is this line has always fascinated me intrigued me <laughs> uh, baffled me puzzled <laughs> me stymied me Kermit says to us boy I wish I were you people seeing this for the first time yes uh, so first of all we're not seeing this for the first time we've <laughs> all seen this dozens of times so he's wrong about that but I've never and I've posted about this I know on the Tough Pigs forum before and I know people have chimed in with their takes on this but I'm still not really sure what this means. Is it like because they're doing multiple takes or because we aren't in the movie and we don't have to get hit by a cab or I don't know. What oh, do you guys no. think? Oh, this, it's, it's, uh, you people are about to have a really good time because you've never seen this before and you don't know what's about to happen. Right. But by the time that we're watching it, Kermit has already seen it because he was yeah. there when they shot it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, <laughs> and so he, he wishes he was in the audience like us about to see this amazing movie that he's going to so, do. Oh, so then maybe he says it after the, they almost get hit by the cab because it's such, that was such an exciting moment. <laughs> yes. So he wishes, he wishes he could be in the audience watching all these thrilling things happen. Yeah. And, yeah, and really it's just yeah. like that, that line I think is kind of the ultimate of like this thing that we've been tracking for, you know, last week and this week of like all of the things that, people in movies don't do like you don't start the movie yourself and like construct it you don't explain break character and explain that you're actually an actor and that you're going to play this character and then like to take that just one step further then he says like actually i wish i was just in the audience <laughs> yeah. I, yeah i don't, yeah. I don't even know why I'm, i don't even know why i'm making this movie you guys are having <laughs> fun yeah he wishes he were in our place wow so it's just like this pile of things that movies don't do. You know, I think it's, well, and, the Muppets can absolutely get away with it. I, yeah. I am also glad that there are not very many other movies who try to do <laughs> this exact thing because that would get tiring really fast. Yeah. If that well, was every movie. Well, and speaking of things that other movies don't do, um, Ryan, I don't mean to step on your toes, but it just seemed like a good segue. Uh, Charles Grodin shows up and takes off his sunglasses to reveal that he's in this movie. Yes. Yeah, that's and... on. They, they do the starring everybody, and then we get a, a close-up. So he, in the, the previous shot, he was pretending to be a blind man, and a Girl Scout was helping him cross the street. Which is a solid joke. Like, a Girl Scout helping an old man across the street yes. is, it, is an inversion of the trope in the first place. Right. So I love that. Right, but yes, he's not a blind man. He's he's a he's mysterious Charles Grodin. And then, right. and then he steps 
he steps on Sweden's head. So there's actually like there's this whole extra bit of chaos that starts happening. Um, right. Where like again the world is going wrong. So so actually like right before Charles Grodin does that, um, they start singing the song again, and and the song is there's crooks and cops and there's villainy, but with us, us on call we'll fix it all real easily. So they're basically like promising us this is going to be okay because Kermit and Fozzie and Gonzo are here. They're going to make everything go well. And then like a second after that, this truck full of monsters goes by who were apparently in jail. Yeah. Um, so this is another thing that I was so fascinated by as a little kid, just like wondering <laughs> what the story was there. Is this like, are, yeah, are they being taken off to jail or is this like, a, are they going to a monster zoo? Are they like yeah, cattle? Pages? Yeah. 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 Which I think kind of like again undercuts this promise that like that everything is going to be fine and the Muppets have this handled. Like just as soon as they say anything like this is going to be terrific or we're going to fix this, like then just more and more things go wrong. And then and then you get Charles Grodin stepping on Sweetums and then. Well, but but then also we see the world continuing to collapse. We see Charles Grodin take off his t- trench coat. Yes, and then like run up and steal Lady Holiday's jewels. Like you know what? Though that's not immediately obvious. Uh, no, it's the first time you see this movie, you have no idea. But uh, right. like, but but what I'm saying is like now having seen it and knowing who the, like who they both play. She's Lady Holiday. He's his brother Nikki. This is a guy who dresses up like the Phantom to rob his own sister in public. Right, and that's <laughs> yeah, insane. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like. It's, it's crazy. Like, what a thing to do. <laughs> what a thing to do. Another thing I noticed for the first time is when he steps on Sweetum's fingers, you can see his flowered socks, which will come back later. Oh. Huh. Um, also, we should we should say who Charles Grodin is. I, we yeah, I didn't know if we would get into <laughs> Charles, to, to Grodin Charles, later. Charles Grodin, I believe, plays Moki Fraggle. True. Charles <laughs> Grodin <laughs> plays Cotter Pinduzer, yep. Um, yep. Uh, no, but he in, in the seventies he was he was around a lot. <laughs> he was he was one of the really big time like comedy movie actors. It was like Lily. There were a bunch of movies. It was like Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda. Like the biggest hits. Charles Grodin was kind of an inhabitant of that world. Right. He and I, like I feel like people of my generation. I'm I'm 34. Knew him as like the dad from Beethoven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But if you go back, he was in Heartbreak Kid. He was in Real Life, Midnight Run, The Lonely Guy, a bunch of really great movies. And this is one of them. Like this is this is a string of really great comedies he was in, and this is one of them. So yeah, it was great. a big deal to kind of to have him. Uh, you know, it wasn't like he was the biggest star in the world, but just like it, it was like this is this is a real like 1981 comedy. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Charles Grodin is the guy you want to get for a role like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure we'll be talking more about him and about Nikki Holiday later. And so meanwhile, what, like Kermit and, and Gonzo, like they're taking pictures of the chicken. They're looking for a great <laughs> photo story, and, and Gonzo notices a chicken. Uh, another interesting, semi-interesting thing, in the uh, July 22nd, 1980 draft of the screenplay, it's not a chicken, it's a kitty. Oh. Gonzo's hmm. taking picture, a picture of a little kitty cat. So he's not perving on it, he's just... Right. Like that, that changes but, it like a great deal, what he's doing. But chickens are funnier. Yes. Yeah, for sure. And so just like having like a, a bunch of chickens well, walking and, around. And I was thinking about that. We see a bunch of people carrying chickens in this scene. And in no, the Muppet movie, well, yeah, we see like a, a stereotype, typical mustache chef carrying a chicken. <laughs> yes. There's a woman who walks by holding a chicken. Oh, is that um, right? Mm-hmm, yeah, so several. Actually, and 
not not like is it that is that the box like Gonzo's on a box that then gets yeah. like smashed and that's why Gonzo ends up in the street like was that a box of chickens yeah the crate I think has so chickens yeah it's it. like a chicken oh, okay so then so then the crate like opens I hadn't really thought about this so the crate oh, that's why there's chickens around and then if there are people like so then a chef picks one up he's like just yeah, stealing. yeah. that's a hot chicken like, I guess so stealing, <laughs> it's a hot chicken he's stealing <laughs> yeah, a chicken. So. Off um, the street, it's just like, oh, great, awesome! I will just take this back. So this is again, mm, like, not checking that the rules, the rules of society are breaking down completely. Like, not yeah, only well, is is Charles Grodin stealing his sister's jewels, but people are just like breaking chicken crates and stealing chickens. Like, the world has gone mad. Well, and and I mean, we'll see that again in a second when we see the headline for the Daily Chronicle. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I mean, but it, but it just like but things keep going like nuts because like after after Charles Grodin like jumps in the car. So by the way, I noticed that like the car does not have windows. There's no glass. There's no windows, and there's no windshield. Do you guys notice that? There's not even a windshield. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I don't know what that. It's it's basically it's like that's a stunt car, I guess. Um, yeah. But then as huh. soon as that happens, then the the entire street just falls into like complete chaos. Like cars just jump up onto the sidewalk, and people jump out of the way, and the fruit stand falls over. Probably all those Muppet vegetables are like squished. Oh no! Yeah, nobody <laughs> ever looks for them. Oh. Uh, and then there's like explosives, and then like a moment that I think is insane is um, that uh, the the truck comes by with the monsters again, and they sing another line of the song, and now. The monsters are out of the cages, and the guy who was driving them, who had them in the cages, is now in a cage. Yeah, the <laughs> monsters are riding in the truck, and the the driver is in the in, is now in inside the cage. the cage. And there's no like that story. Like, there's no connection, as far as I can tell, between anything else that's happened and the fact that like they apparently just drove around the corner, and now the monsters took over. That's yeah. just like that's yeah, just another right. example of the absolute chaos that the world has descended into because of this balloon and these three. Um, terrible harbingers of doom. (laughs) (laughs) Half Kermit rot. Yeah, who fell into their lives. Yeah, that seems like a very cartoony gag to me, where you would like see the the truck driving one way with the the monsters in the back, Mm -hmm. and then you would see the truck drive back the other way with the the driver in the back. Yeah, oh, for sure. So it's cartoon cartoon logic at this point. But I was going to say, speaking of cartoon logic, in a a minute we're going to see the Daily Chronicle headline, right? Mm -hmm. Identical twins join Chronicle staff. Yes. This is a this is a world where Kermit and Fozzie can write a dumb article about themselves being hired <laughs> for a newspaper and the editor doesn't yell at them until it's already been printed. Yes. Yes. Like he's holding a complete newspaper <laughs> in his hand. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's furious about it, but not so, enough. Yeah, it's, so it's, what happens is they all the story is came. not even about the chicken. That's they didn't true. Even use the, the picture of the chicken. Yeah, what happened that, to those that photos? Been, that would have been front page news. Yeah. So what happens is there's there's chaos, but then they keep singing the song. All the extras are dancing. Gonzo takes their picture, and then that picture dissolves into this this newspaper headline: "Identical twins join Chronicle staff." And <laughs> Mr. Tarkanian, the editor, is not happy about this newspaper. Which yes, it's it's a very good point because if he's the editor or the publisher, <laughs> you would think that he would have the final say on what makes it to print. So right. he is complicit in this at some <laughs> point in the process. I actually wrote an article all about Mr. Tarkanian for the Tough Pigs website a few years ago. How irresponsible he is. But yeah, like what is he yelling at them for? He's their boss. 
<laughs> I think I think that's because on this day. So I guess apparently this is the next day. But like, but on the day that they landed, just the world just exploded into chaos. Uh, you know, jewels yeah. are getting stolen. People drive up on the sidewalk, and there's monsters and chickens and explosions. Um, and something that that I think is amazing. Like once he puts the newspaper down, then the camera shifts to be behind Kermit and Fozzie and Gonzo who are now like standing in front of the desk. So Mr. Tarkanian is like pounding on his desk and yelling at them and yelling at us because now we're kind of like in their place. So like a minute ago, Kermit was saying, I wish I was you people seeing this for the first time. And now we are actually like, like basically a minute later, now someone is yelling at us that we haven't done our job right. It's like we're being punished for not realizing how ridiculous this was. Yes. <laughs> right, yeah. right. So um, Mr. Tarkanian is played by Jack Warden. I have some other notes about him that I figure we can get to next we can save, week. Uh, although, we, if we're going to if we're gonna shout out Charles Grodin and, and Jack Warden, we also should mention that Lady Holiday is oh, Diana yeah. Rake. Um, oh, yeah. We, I actually, which, we, which we didn't say. Yes. I, I saved my notes on Diana Rake also for a future episode. But did sure. you have anything? So, uh, well, I was just going to say that she's probably best known as the star of TV's The Avengers in the 1960s, the, the British spy show. Yes. And more recently, she's been on Game of Thrones. She was in a very bad Doctor Who episode where a monster was growing out of her chest um, and some other stuff. Well, but she's 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 a dame. She's she's great. She was also in a James Bond movie. She's in On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Um, and I... I, I think it can't be an accident that the jewelry store that she comes out of, if you see the sign, it's called yeah. Bond Jewelry Store. Oh. oh, sure. Also, I I almost always refer to that movie as James Bond's Got a Date with Lady Holiday. <laughs> <laughs> almost always. Yeah. So I just feel like we need to, we need to, we, yeah, we can talk more about her when she shows up proper. Yeah. Um, I only have one other note about these minutes, which is, um, we talked about when the, the clothing rack uh, sort of flies mm. in front of these Muppets and suddenly they're wearing different clothes. Uh, I like that Kermit's uh, journalism outfit is a trench coat with a hat and Gonzo's journalism outfit is a coat and a camera. And Fozzie is just <laughs> a little piece of paper that says press that goes in his hat. <laughs> yes. That's the only change for Fozzie. Yeah. Well, bears wear hats. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> So, yeah, like I say, that's all I have. Uh, do you have anything else, Danny, starting with you? Uh, no, it's just like I think that these, like the four minutes that we have just talked about over these two episodes, I think must be like the most chaotic opening for any movie ever. Um, and so I'm very, very grateful that you guys uh, shared shared these insane moments with me for the <laughs> beginning of this awesome podcast. Yeah, I'm so glad you joined Aww. us. This is perfect. And Anthony? My uh, my note is much nitpickier than that. Oh. Um, when yeah, we yeah. see the Daily Chronicle cover, the front page of the Daily Chronicle, off to the side, there's a headline that says, mm. Poles own affair, Soviet aid affirms. Oh, I noticed that. What does that mean? And, and um, uh, former guest on this podcast, Grant Harding, sent me a link. It's actually a New York Times article from August 27th, 1980. <laughs> so they just oh, wow. they took like a real they, yeah they just took like a real New York Times article and and pasted it on the so I'm sure that they just replaced whatever the the front page story was with the the Kermit and Fozzie picture yeah I think somewhere I have when they filmed this scene but not in my notes for today so yeah I love so, that I love that Grant looked that up yeah I don't he uh, when I because I just posted that that 
cover on Facebook, put like, oh, I'm so glad to be podcasting about this movie. And Grant just posted that link. Just all he put was the link. Oh, that's so that was actually article. some kind of world news uh, event that was happening that day. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, this, so this movie is educational as well. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yes. Te- everyone te- go look te- up te- that New York Times story. It was given, no, I'm just like, well, in, you know, as, as a I, kid, I didn't realize that I was supposed to also read the newspaper while I was sitting there in the movie. Um, right. But I, I could have learned something about world events. Yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll link to it in the show notes so everybody can read oh, yeah. it. <laughs> yes. Make sure you read it while you're watching The Great Muppet Caper. <laughs> Crucial extra information. <laughs> and that will do it for today. So everyone, please make sure you check out toughpigs.com on the internet and also on Facebook, Twitter, and a variety of other places. Uh, our theme music is by Stacy Rosen. Our logo is by Morgan Davey. Um, if you're so inclined, please give us a positive review on iTunes. Oh, hey, you can also find me on Twitter at me, Ryan Rowe. You can find Anthony on Twitter at Zeppo Marxist. And Danny, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can check out my blog, Dark Shadows Every Day. It's a, a daily blog about a 1960s vampire soap opera, which I'm committed to writing about until the very last episode and I run out of stuff. Uh, and also I have a YouTube channel. Uh, where I post weird talks that I give. Uh, the most recent one is called The Thing Maker and The Burning of the American Child. Uh, and it's about dangerous toys and it's funny. Uh, so go and look that up on YouTube and then you will find me and my other videos. That sounds great. And that that's probably also the only video on YouTube with that exact title. Am I right? Uh, yes, yeah. So that's an easy... Yes. It, it'll be easy for you to find that. Track that Everybody one go look for that. And uh, hey, if you like this show, I... I... We always say tell your friends, but why not post about this show on your Facebook page or your Twitter or your Instagram or whatever the kids are using these days. It's a very good idea. Yeah. And then join us again here next week for another episode of Moving Right Along. Bye. Goodbye. Bye, everybody.